0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW Lope Conroe and 106.1 KZCC L P Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thank you, thank you. I want no shenanigans in my courtroom. Please bring on the first case. I didn't do it!
1: Montgomery County. Morning's Lone Star, 9 a.m. on the dot. Star.com slash MWLS here until 11 o'clock today. Good morning, everybody. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We have a special guest at 1015. We have Kristen Bays. She's the judge-elect of the 284th District Court here in Montgomery County. She's going to be joining us just to have some fun. So if you have any questions for anything, uh, feel free to contact us through our different ways. com slash MWLS has all the different ways. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, phone message line, etc. etc. We are broadcasting live from downtown Conroe from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. Where, uh, you can watch us live on YouTube and Facebook and listen to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 and the Lone Star Internet Radio app on your smart device. So... Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. It is Monday, June twenty-fifth, twenty eighteen. Skippy, how are you doing?
2: Dick, I'm doing good. How are you a little sore from the Saturday morning move? Yeah. The the 24 minutes I put into helping you move really took their toll on me.
1: Well, we we made it short, didn't we? It did short work of it. But uh yeah, everything got adjusted and everything's good. So there we go. So how
2: is it sleeping in the new place? Oh, it's fine. Weird sounds, you have to get used to the, like, different sounds and stuff like that.
1: Honestly, I've never had issues sleeping, and, and Holly actually dislikes me for it because <laughs> I have the ability to, like, find my chi and just fall asleep anywhere. <coughs> so, yeah, I was, I'm fine usually wherever I am.
2: Yeah, the same thing uh, with me. Mrs. Kippy just can't—she's remarked many times on the fact that I can close my eyes and I'm out 42 seconds later. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's neat. So and uh, Helped you move. Yeah. And that was fun. Got some exercise for the month, so I'm good. Yeah, that did happen. On
1: Sunday morning when I woke up early, I realized I moved one box to start unpacking, you know, the slow, the detail kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really just don't want to do this right now because I was a little sore. And so I made a nice breakfast, and then I watched soccer, and I kind of just fell asleep again. And it was a lazy, lazy Sunday. But I did have the chance to check out the Southern Star Brewery on Fraser, our seventy-five. Did uh, you north. know? So I would never been there. Uh, Nor I. So I went there me. one time, but they were closed, and that was unfortunate for me. And but uh, I was very impressed. They uh, they are a family establishment. They let you know that, and it, that's kind of in the sense of there's zero TVs because we're planning on watching the World <laughs> Cup. And a lady politely said, "No, I'm sorry. You know, we just don't do that here." And then we said, "Okay, we'll just get some beers anyway." So, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I would encourage anyone to check out. There's a lot of families there, which was different because it's a brewery. But uh, they have an elevator, which I was, because I was like, oh, how's this it's a family? It's a where you get the kids with the strollers. Boom, elevator. So, uh, I didn't take a tour, though. I guess we should have done that, but uh, we were too thirsty at the time. <laughs> well, but, yeah, uh, you
2: had to um, rehydrate after all yeah. when you, you sweat it off. So, uh, would I enjoy <laughs> the, the tour? I remember the old. I didn't t- we
1: didn't take the tour. We we're like literally. But, just, I mean,
2: would I enjoy the the, the facility? It, would you think that if well, I it had
1: AC, and oh, that okay, was important for us point. at that time. That's the big uh, And the service was great. So, yeah, they have the little Russos pizza, so you can get pizza by the slice there, like oh, a huge, nice. huge piece. Uh-huh. But uh, they also said they have live music every Friday, and it's either inside or outside depending on uh, the the music or the conditions of the weather.
2: Very interesting. So, Speaking of weather, let's do traffic and weather. Yeah, we should. Uh, Okay, let's go on to traffic
1: real quick. Looking around Montgomery County, the only thing I'm seeing that people need to be noted on is I-45 northbound. Right after Rayford sawdust, that's northbound on I-45, there's two accidents being reported. So you're going to have major slowdowns right before Woodlands Parkway. Uh, Another accident has been reported southbound on I-45 right after 1488. So if you're heading southbound on I-45 right after 1488, there's an accident being reported. Outside that, everything else is looking good to go. What's the uh, weather
2: like? Already 84 degrees in Conroe and spring 85, uh, getting up to 92. So it's hot. It's going to get a little hotter, but it should balance out. Uh, it's going to hit the high around 1, um, one o'clock and kind of hang around there till this evening. Only a 10% chance of rain all day, all night long. Uh, Sunny pretty much for today, tomorrow on Wednesday, cloudy on Thursday. Mid to high 90s for the highs all day, low to mid 70s for the lows. Humidity today already 82%. Feels like 95 and the official Lone Star weather tree outside my window lets me know there's a breeze 10 miles an hour coming out of the south-southeast. However, you know that um, the 21st the other day, that was the... Summer solstice, which means longest day of the year, which means that from the 22nd on, the days are getting progressively shorter. Now, of course, we're not going to feel it right now. but And, of course, the later the sun comes up and the sooner it goes down, the cooler we're going to be. Okay. There you go. You know about the solstice? No. Oh, okay. We have two solstices and two equinoxes. Okay. And so the summer solstice is June 21st. The winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, is December 21st. And then you have uh, March and September 21st for the equinoxes, where they're uh, uh, equal balance day and night, same hour ends. Speaking of the 21st. So why do we still do that? Well, It's not something we do. It's something the Earth does. Okay. But
1: how do we do So our scientists determine those? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, no, this this is uh, – on those dates, that's where because of the rotation, our position from the sun, uh, longest day, shortest day, and the two equal days. And, of course, a lot of uh, – uh,
1: Now, that's only certain parts of the world, right? <clears throat> no, no, the whole world. Okay. Because isn't there some parts of the world where it's like complete daylight all day and then it's like complete sunlight or day, uh, night most of the time?
2: Oh, oh, I see, like the North Pole where you're where we're six months of – yeah. Uh, uh, but huh. the, the day it's, uh, I see what you're talking about. I, I, I know it's, I mean, how do you equinox.
1: determine what's the longest day or still 24 hours in the day? It's not like we add on an hour to it or subtract an hour. You
2: can add on a leap second here and there. I mean, I bet that's you a know, good I, daylight night and nightlight. Now, of course there's gotta be probably if you're above the tropic of cancer or something like that, it'll, it'll, uh, you go into a different, uh, mindset, but like in England, uh, we would view the equinoxes and stuff on the 22nd because of the, uh, Time differences, so there you go. Okay. And on September twenty second, which would be the day somewhat after interesting, the, the some autumn equinox. Just to let you know, this is more interesting. September twenty second is also going to be the Woodland Shakespeare Festival.
1: Okay, so that's it's been finalized. It's been finalized. Uh, Fantastic. So f- September twenty second. That's right. What, what What do I need to do?
2: You need to come watch it. It's free. It, okay, here it is. So twice a year, the Woodlands Township puts on Arts in the Park. Twice a year. Twice okay. a year, in around April, March, April, and September. And a few years ago, uh, Daryl Bear, who's the artistic director of the Woodland Symphony Orchestra, and I, with my theater, uh, this is Daryl's idea, it was awesome, it was to like kind of join up to, to turn one of them into a Shakespeare festival. Uh, and so uh, Township agreed. The last three years we've done uh, the autumn Arts in the Park has become Arts in the Park presents Shakespeare in the Park. Mm-hmm. And so we've done Shakespeare shows with the symphony on stage with us providing music. And that's where when we did Romeo and Juliet last year, we had the symphony on stage playing disco music. So like we had fight scenes to, uh, done to the Rocky theme or, uh, Night on Bald Mountain. You know, the disco version. No, I
1: do. You
2: know, this song, you know, it. you know what I'm talking about. Well, this time around it's September 22nd, we're going to be doing Much Ado About Nothing. And if you're listening in here, I'll tell you the setting of it. Are you ready for it? Yes. 1940s New York. Like sailors on the town.
1: You know, Which you know. New York? Like the city, the city or like the state? Because aren't they like drastically different?
2: This is true. Well, It's, it's like, you know, Houston's dra- drastically different from Austin. Um, is it? It is. Los Angeles is drastically different from uh, uh, Oakland. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like, if you ever seen movies like on the town or anchors away, you know, the, the sailors ripping through streets and looking for girls, uh, that's going to be the setting for, for this. That's exciting. Yeah. Maybe get some big band music playing there too. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. And it's, this is the best part about it. It's free. It's an all day event. And then the, the play itself starts at, at dusk that night and closes out the festival. So there's going to be music acts and lots of activities for kids. And, you know, they're looking for if you have an act or a band or something, you want to get out there. Uh, let me know. Uh, let the let the studio know or just go to the Woodlands Township and you can find out all kinds of great information on that. Well, there you go.
1: Well, more information coming that way. Yeah. we we'll get closer. So, so hey. you're not promoting that every day, are you?
2: No, no, no. That was just the announcement day today. Kiss Me Kate 2020. <laughs> And next April and May, I'll be doing Happy Days the Musical. Or
1: can we just not do that? (laughs) Let's not do that. Well, you know, we're going to take our first break here. And again, we're going to have at 1015, we're going to have a judge-elect in the studio. So if you've got questions for her, Kristen Bays will be in the studio. We're going to have some fun, get to know her a little bit more, and just you know, overall talk about the legalities of today's headlines, blah, 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 boring stuff. I got some questions too. Some
2: stuff happened to me over the weekend that I got to find out my legal ramifications. Well, until then, it's just going to be Sean
1: and I. Today's show, sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Clean. Thank you guys for supporting the show. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Seven six three two.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back to Mornings of Lone Star. Star Irlonestar.com broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio studios. It's nine fourteen. <laughs> All right. Hey, did you know Amazon Prime members are gonna get a discount to uh, Whole Foods? What? Yeah.
2: Like in the store? In the store. How do you prove you're an Amazon Prime member?
1: I'm, if I had to
2: guess, it's. Uh, I don't have a membership card.
1: Well, I think that's the the spot on your phone, or I don't know what they're gonna um, do. But I could
2: borrow someone else's Amazon. It's Prime coming.
1: Account. Okay. So it's not in in effect right now.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. Well, interesting, because I'm, I'm not much of a Whole Foods fan, only because, you know, if you've seen me on Facebook, I, to me, it's a holy quest. Every time I go, like, grocery shopping, it's if I don't save at least 40% with coupons and online deals, then I, I feel I failed. And my, my record so far is 63% savings.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You saw that one, right? And the
2: two leading up to that were forty-eight and forty-nine percent. So I'm like, you can't be three times divorced like I am and not know how to get a good deal. And Whole Foods, I just I don't think they have one of those cards, right? They don't have the online thing, so you pay kind of. I think you're, you're paying a lot for the name, but also for the... This is organic. This is no GMO. This yeah, is gluten I'm free. not really
1: seeing how they track it. I think it's either through online orders or... Well, if it's
2: online, there's no way I'm going to order any food
1: Okay, here we go. You sign in with the Amazon account and then scan the app's Prime code at checkout. Or they can give their mo- mobile phone number that's attached to the uh, account. So there you go. Okay. Easy peasy.
2: There you go. So in other words, if you're not an Amazon Prime member, you just ask for my mobile number when you go to... Whole Foods, give them that number, and you get the discount, and I get the points. Well played, Whole Foods. Well played.
1: You know, it's funny. When I worked at Kroger, we got a special discount, and so I got a Kroger card when I was 16, and I gave it to my family, and they would get special discounts because it was an employee discount, and they they kept it activated for, like, two or three years after I left Kroger. Oh, nice. And it was, like, basically double points on, like, gas and all that stuff. Oh, wow. Very nice. It was really—it was hilarious. Cause I got a phone call from my brother, and he's like, "Hey, just let you know, it doesn't work anymore." I'm like, "Oh, okay."
2: <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah. So last year, um, not the most recent one they they had, but the the one before that. You know how Randalls has their monopoly, yeah, game. My mother won a thousand dollar Randalls shopping card
1: from that. Wow, there are there are real people who yeah, and, and I it's tell them just, you know. Uh, conspiracy theory <laughs> so i
2: so i was all about you know yeah give me give me the the tokens uh, you know i'd be there l- licking the tokens and stick them on the board and then taping them because the sticking wouldn't work and yeah because see they gave her two five hundred dollar uh cards and so i was out there with her i drove her out there to the randalls for the presentation and their camera wasn't working <laughs> the official randalls camera so i was taking photos of them giving the the award to her and stuff
1: just for a thousand dollars, they do this whole award ceremony. Well, yeah.
2: Well, it was the manager with a uh, certificate and a couple of you know the cards. This is so
1: rare, guys. Let's do a whole event yeah. for a thousand dollars. I guess that was like one of the bigger prizes. I have no yeah. idea. Well,
2: you, well, you can get like a you know ten thousand dollar cash or a hundred thousand dollar house, but that's you know this is like nationwide stuff. Yeah. Here, so to have a local, you know, and it's uh, yeah, like the lottery. You know, the the gas station that sells you the winning lottery ticket. I, do they get it's either 1% or 10% of the price. So the actual selling entity actually can get a boatload of money themselves if they just sell the ticket. And so, yeah, oh, yeah, they'd be big about that. Yeah, winning lottery tickets sold here. And it's funny because that's supposed to be a draw. But honestly, I think I would think statistically that makes it harder to for the same place to win again.
1: And uh, one of our listeners on Facebook, Brett, yes, you're right about it makes Whole Foods products almost the same price as regular products.
2: (laughs) Yeah, using Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't. Well, see, even in the grocery stores, people are so attached to their loyalty Mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff. Because, like, me, I don't like Randall's. Just because if you don't have Randall's cars, they just gouge you. And it's crazy how much more, like, how much money you save it's like it gets to a point where you're not saving anything. Basically, they just overcharge for everything.
2: Oh, I still save. You know, I'll compare it. I, I, you put me on the prices Right, and I'll, uh, I'll bring home the, the. You know, how much is that can of beans? Eighty eight cents. Um, oh, I know, I know that stuff. But like H-E-B, they have no card. They, they don't have a card. You so, just
1: save money. So I. Well, they have coupons now.
2: They do, and actually, but, sometimes I'll go there because they have the little yeah, they're in there, rip off coupons, and uh, yeah.
1: The thing I would – my advice to HEB when they do that, don't make it complicated because sometimes they make it complicated where it's like buy two of this, but it has to be this ounces of version. I've
2: noticed that.
1: And I'm like, come on now. Like if you're going to do – One
2: pound of turkey breast will give you six slices of cheese.
1: Yeah, like I'm like, all right, why don't you put that in a special corner so I don't grab the wrong one? Because you know when you get up to the the counter, it's like, oh, this is the big size? We're only doing it for the small – oh. uh, Now, one thing
2: I do like about HEB, and I'm not sure if the other stores do it, it's they'll – like slice their meat and cheese and stuff mm-hmm. like extra and then they'll put it in a bin in the deli area but it's where you don't have to ask you know you can yeah it's it's just
1: the standards
2: but it's uh it's a uh, discounted price for some reason i guess because you're not you
1: happy. sure it's discounted
2: uh well i always got it pretty cheap so either they were cheap on that or it was it was discounted but it's convenient so there is a phase when i was i was in a role that i had to lose like 20 pounds for it i had three months to do it so i Worked right next to an HEB at the time. And what I would do every day for lunch, I, I'd buy lunch meat and cheese of some kind, like turkey breast and Swiss or something like that. And my lunches for three months would be three or four rolled up. You know, I take the lunch meat, roll it up in the th- cheese and eat that. And if I, I think if I ever do that diet again, I would just want to get shot. Cause I just, I'd, well, also on the heels of that, I when I got the kidney stones. So and I'm not saying A led to B, but I'm saying... <laughs> I just uh, aversion therapy. So I don't think I can do that anymore.
1: I feel like you just went around it the wrong way. I mean, there's gotta be, there's so much information on the internet about how to do a proper diet.
2: Oh yeah. It's, I mean, uh, it's
1: ask Christian Bale.
2: <laughs> you right. I think
1: he's going to have so many problems when he hits 60.
2: Tell me about it. Right. He's because he's gone. He's bulked up. And then he's lo- went down. What was the movie? The mechanic or something. Yeah, where he was like, the machinist, the machinist where he's like 60 pounds.
1: So I mean that just can't be good for your body. But no, I'm I'm interested to see how Amazon Prime now, because like here in Montgomery County, you can do Instacart, which is similar to like Prime now, where you, people can deliver your food. I think they do the H-E-Bs on the Loop three thirty six, and then uh, there's other participating things like Walgreens and things with the Instacart. And I'm not really sure what the like the I know there's like an annual fee to where you get free shipping, okay, or free delivery. But then again, I think if you spend more than X amount of dollars, you get it for free. So the tip, the driver, because the driver's just working on tips then, basically. Yeah. You ever done that before? Mm-mm. You ever done, like, the Instacart
2: Mm-mm. kind of thing?
1: You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Me either. I've never done it. Because I don't think they deliver beer. So, I mean, there's really no use yeah, to it. Yeah, really?
2: Were they going to do card me at the door? I, I have some friends on Facebook who are, they're kind of protesting the self-checkout saying The more you use self-checkout, the less the store is inspired to hire people to be checkers so they're like insist on using the i can tell you straight, up, they don't care yeah
1: they they don't care
2: that's, that's, that's what i figured
1: i mean look at walmart where they have 25 checkout lanes and only about a fourth of them are occupied
2: oh if that three or four and so. So, well randall's kroger same thing it's in fact I, I was at a kroger the other night the brand new one that's on 45 and 336 mm-hmm And it was late at night. It was probably 11 something. And the wife and I went in to get some stuff. And the only uh, checkout that was open was the self-checkout. And I had a teensy problem with that. I mean, I'll use the self-checkout. I got no problems doing that. I feel that if I'm if I'm using it, that well, I should get you, some kind I mean, of a discount. So,
1: if you, okay, say you're there, and the scenario is self-checkout's open, and then a checker slot is open. I'm always go to the checker slot.
2: Well, it yeah. depends on how many people are the checker
1: slot. Well, I'm saying both of them are open.
2: Oh, yeah, I'll go to the checker slot Like, even if I have one item, mm-hmm. i
1: would be like, if for some reason, I feel like it's faster. Because clearly this lady or man knows what they're doing, and when I get up there, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because every check self checkout checkout's a little different. It's like, oh, place it on here. Make sure we weigh it. Make sure do not place it. Don't anywhere. put it in
2: your bag. Wait for assistance. Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with you. Now, if there's a big line for the the one checker one, I'll go to self checkout. But no, at this Randall's uh, at this Kroger, it wasn't that much near closing time. But there was only one open, and it was self checkout. I'm like, wait, what if I don't want a self checkout? There was, and there were plenty of staff. Just go to customer around. service and just put your food on there. Like customer, you don't want to check out. Customer service closed down at six o'clock that evening. Then forget
1: me, all right? I know, right? Okay, we're gonna take a quick break here okay. on Warren's Lone Star. But yeah, the the Whole Foods is coming, folks, and Amazon's gonna take over the the grocery industry. So watch out. Actually, I think H E B has a good foothold in Texas. Would you agree?
2: Oh yeah, they—they're
1: probably the most successful one in Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about the world. Because well, I know somebody, like Brett said, uh, Randall's was bought out. Yeah, so Randall's, Randall's got bought out
2: by the Safeway Corp, I believe.
1: Yeah. So they stink. So does Kroger. <laughs> they stink. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Mornings at Lone Star. I or LoneStar.com, 924. Don't forget, Kristen Baze is going to be in the studio at 1015. We're broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. We're going to take a quick sponsored break, but we'll be right back.
2: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
1: Away, yeah. All right. Welcome back. Yeah. Mornings Lone Star, 927. Broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, irlonestar.com and Conros FM 104.5, 106.1. It's 9.27. We have our special guest, Kristen Bays, Judge Elect, coming in at 10.15. But right now, we're going to do kind of like our topic today, our, he- our main topic is legalities of today's headlines, and then we're going to kind of segue that into when Kristen gets here. <laughs> we're going to do local news around 9.15, or 9.45, I mean, sorry. So if you want to know what's going on locally, I know the Yoga Day was last weekend. I know the Dragon Race is coming from the YMCA, and uh, somebody won the... Well, I the uh, Tasty Award from our Taste Fest event we held.
2: Uh, yoga Day, it felt like it went on for a long stretch. Good one. You see what I did Good there? Good one.
1: So you were saying you were concerned about the the aggression towards anybody involved with a, the person you oppose, a group.
2: Yeah, what I've noticed, uh, what's been hitting the headlines lately is, uh, and and it's been coming, I mean, this is like a... a tsunami that I think in the distance looks pretty small and innocuous, but then it starts roaring towards you uh, noticing more and more uh, over the, between the end of last week and over the weekend, Florida attorney general Pam Bondi was accosted. She went to the Mr. Rogers movie, the Mr. Rogers movie and was greeted by people outside screaming and chanting. Uh, you know, basically this is going back to is baby killers, baby killers. Um, if I can't sleep, you can't sleep. Uh, you know, Political figures, or or administration officials, or even um, heads of organizations being targeted by protesters, who are don't care who or what they're they're doing, like like breaking no noise ordinances, freaking out kids, whatever. Um, this is Pam Bondi, <coughs> Sarah Sanders, and I want to talk about this with Kristen Christian when she gets in. But you know, Sarah Sanders, the White House press secretary, was at a dinner with seven family members. At a restaurant uh, called Red Hen And there are two different Red Hens And the other one's like, it wasn't us And they they told her to leave They're like, we don't want you here And, uh, you know, the the owner says They took a, uh, a staff vote And the staff vote said, yeah, get him out and I'm just noticing more and more You know, this goes back to the cast of Hamilton uh, Wailing on VP Mike Pence When he just went to go see the show And it, uh, somewhere it became okay to do these things and you know, we can ask about the legality of comparing the private business of the red hen to kick out Sarah Sanders. So apparently they, they can compare this to the, uh, the the cake, you know, you know the bakery that didn't want to do gay weddings. So it's like either they're both right or they're both wrong. And I'm trying to figure out what, which is it seems to be going back and forth when the previous administration, All the photos that were going around about kids in cages, they're either from 2014 with the previous administration, or they're actually from protesters putting their kids in cages to take photos. And those are the photos that are going around. So it's like, well, where was, I'd be more confident with your outrage if you were equally outraged in 2014 when, when this was going down. So, but this, this just flat out vitriol, I guess, is the, 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 Best way I can phrase it, that there are no holds barred in the attempt to just protest anything about the current administration. Now, of course, protests are, are a vital part of this country, and I'm not saying people shouldn't protest. And I yeah, I believe that any owner has the right to ask anyone to leave as long as it's not, quote, discriminatory. Now, here's the thing. If it had been a black family, there'd be ACLU all over this. There'd be media all over this um i'm surprised
1: there's not again there's not like a little video you think somebody who's on the staff like oh we gotta
2: watch this well no what happened was sarah sanders didn't even say anything about it she responded what happened was uh hours after the fact i think even the next day one of the employees like, yeah well we kicked out sarah sanders yeah screw them you know one of those things and so she had to respond going yeah they asked us to leave and we left she didn't even make it a thing it was them going, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, no one's going to sleep. And <clears throat> from that, <clears throat> um, th- this, this kind of goes hand in hand with that. Uh, last week, uh, Dick, you and I were talking about Jimmy Fallon, but The Tonight Show seemed to be the last bastion of late night comedy where you could still, you know, is the traditional late night comedy, kind of yeah. softball, uh, you know, no, not too political either way. You could get candidates from both parties in there. Well, Jimmy Fallon was now recently um, chastised for when he had candidate Trump on.
1: Yeah, but, like, I think he was been chastised for even before he even had him on, wasn't he? Like, even.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's how dare you have this man on? And it was a soft. It was a powerful thing. There's one where Fallon played with Trump's hair to show that it was real, that it wasn't a wig. And now Fallon is feeling compelled, I guess, to apologize for it. And regret that he had Trump on. And again, it's like, why? You've had Roman Polanski on your show. You've had, you know, yes. Child milit- No, the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying is Tonight Show. This but has had horrendous people on, and this is the first. Now people are, oh no, but this this time it's bad.
1: well. Do you think a lot of the stuff is more of those like you know, don't be on the wrong side of history kind of talk, or do you think this is more people going, hey? you got to choose a side because we're going to be moving forward with something similar to like be on the wrong side of history.
2: I, I have no idea,
1: but because what's going to happen when, you know, the next president comes wrong, because we're going to have another president and Donald Trump, that void. You know, we're always talking about that, the void of the media, like what yeah. are they going to do? There are going
2: to be so many, cr- the next president that's not Republican or maybe even the next Republican president. I don't know. Can do, we'll be able to do stuff and there will be crickets from the media especially the next democratic president. I just, I I know it because this this bit, like I said, this vitriol has become the thing, professional uh, protesting. And here's the thing about the power. John Oliver has an HBO show and he was making fun of uh, the Chinese uh, foreign minister, I believe as a result, China has now banned HBO from the entire country. So the billion plus people who had access to the West who could actually kind of get a sense of what the West was and, Open up barriers, the you know, very things we want. Let's open up barriers. Let's get borders down. His vitriol has now slammed that opportunity shut for all those people. These quote comedians end quote have a power, and it uh, kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies a bit. But John Oliver, yeah, you can you can crack a joke, and someone will get get pissy about it. Yeah, but we've always seen
1: cases where there's consequences to people's actions, but, so it's, I but mean, it just kind of the varies. entire network
2: shut down. Think about the millions of—how much money was involved in that deal that China said, no more, shut down. Yeah,
1: well, that's part of doing business.
2: But it wasn't HBO's business. Well, now they, they did hire John Oliver, and they're letting these people get away with blue murder. <clears> yeah, just I, mean, that's just part
1: of, I mean, we've always seen that, though. We've always seen people who like to churn stuff up, and that's how they get their ratings or whatever. But, I mean, in the end, it's either they're going to lose money and they're going to be, oh, hey, we kind of messed up there. We lost lost the whole market. Or, hey, we got to stick to our our guns with this one.
2: So here's my punchline to this whole thing. Is civil discourse dead? I hope not. It may be dying, but I'm hanging on to it. Uh, No, I, I think what
1: we don't see is the people who choose to get their information and to listen to those is in is another avenue. No one's really I – don't, I don't think the, the mass population's paying
2: attention to John Oliver. But that's yeah, the but thing. The fact that's that the that only he, ones that's getting no other voices are allowed in, are in Hollywood. Are you sure about that, though? Who's allowed in Hollywood to uh Well,
1: that Chris Pratt guy, he did some pretty conservative stuff recently, and that was – no ones Well that was, throwing that was him more under religious That was more religious than which some somehow people think it's even worse.
2: I know, well, here's the thing. Now they're, they're realizing you, you can't Christian bash alone, you know, when you have Joy Bahar saying if you, if you uh
1: Well, no, you can Christian bash as long as it's associated with Trump.
2: But and that's it doesn't make sense because all these Christians are being wailed on.
1: But again, like that's what I'm saying when after. But the, the immigration pres- thing, everyone's quoting the, Jesus. Now. Well, the next president deal—that's what I'm wondering. What's going to happen with the media? Because it's so easy to to negate a conversation, especially if you involve Trump. Like it's just like no, not going to have that. You you're you know whatever they like, mm. they call the stuff, and it's pretty insane. But then again, when he's gone, when everything's over, and the next generation comes around. It's going to be interesting to see what people are going to yeah, latch on to. Yeah, two years or
2: six years, there's going to be another president.
1: Yeah, what are they going to latch on to? Because really, that's that's the only thing I've noticed about when it comes down to policy and comes down to debate. No one really wants to actually debate policy. No one wants to talk about how to move forward as, you know, a group or a country or anything like that. It's just kind of like, this Donald Trump. People are just obsessed with it.
2: My fear is that, let's say the next—well— the next president, let's say, is a Democrat. My fear is that the the right side now, meaning not opposite of left, not opposite of wrong, the conservatives will sink down to the current level and say, well, you know, how does it feel now? And start wailing on it. And that's where no one wins. It's The cycle's got to break. I'm hoping that the uh, uh, those who are being wailed upon now Take the high road and don't take the opportunity to wail back when the, the the winds change. And that's what I'm saying: is civil discourse dead? Can these people stop from saying, "Okay, it was okay for you then, so it's okay for us to wail on you now"? Hopefully not. And that, that's that's my that's my big concern.
1: I'm just interested in how to make money from it because I bet there's a lot of a
2: lot of money being made from this mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, let's but, dig into that. Let's find out. Yeah. So what are your thoughts, people, anyone listening to us about, you know, civil discourse? Yes, no, maybe uh, these protests. I mean, well, yeah, I, there's peaceful protesting, but I think, that, well, I think lives. this connects
1: to something that we've been talking about before is where people are paying attention. We're the viewers, we're the consumers. And and you can kind of say, I mean, you have to agree a little bit that the online audience is so much bigger and niche markets than it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I mean, back when TV first was released, there was, like, six channels, not even, depending yeah. on where you were. But today, like, you have millions of people listening to one guy, Joe Rogan, on podcasts every week. That's millions of people. And then opposed to, like, you know, look at uh, the numbers like CNN. Like, are they having millions of people? Tune
2: no, in? no. CNN is, I is, mean, just is tanking.
1: Well, I mean, like, that's just, I mean, I don't really have the stats on it, but I imagine it's either just as effective, if not more effective than what CNN's doing, because he's... It's more effective. Ha- what I'm saying, <laughs> and I think that's where you're you're saying words well, we're, we're of civil discourse. That's where it is. People are paying attention to those things.
2: But to have one, that's what I'm saying, so people are listening. It's not a discourse. They're listening to Joe Rogan. There's not Joe Rogan's not talking back to them in a conversation.
1: Yeah, but it's it's an area where people can go online and debate with each other, like forums and things like that. You can find people user activity on that kind of stuff.
2: Okay, yeah, I get that. And that's why I set up my – again, as it started kind of as a gag, the Skippy for Prez Facebook yeah. page and website, that I wanted to have a place where, where liberals and conservatives and fringe and, and moderates could, could talk. And I, and I especially
1: think local politics is a lot more civil than th- this kind of stuff because, like I said, anything associated with the Donald Trump is just you're going to lose half the viewership because people just don't care. Because either it's going to get misrepresented or someone's going to shout louder and louder and louder until no one can hear anything. And I think the the, the normal person in this country is just going to go, you know what? don't really care. I'm just going to turn that off because we, we got to focus on something else. Because, I mean, who can be obsessed with this stuff? We'll go crazy.
2: But there seems to be this just general obsession. Yeah, I mean, just like I said, the bitch But you don't think—but but you have to say, too,
1: whoever—because right now it's like one side versus the other side, right, in the way politics works, the Republicans versus Democrats. So whoever's not in charge right now, usually that other side has an uproar of, resi- you know, like the resist movement or something like that in, in one shape or another, right? Yeah, and— Like when Obama was president, what are the Republicans—what happened? Oh, is that when the Tea Party
2: emerged? No, that, that was pre-Obama. So
1: it's pre- like before 2008? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, like that kind of stuff.
2: It was – the Tea Party was formed because uh, uh, the far right felt that re- the Repo- the GOP wasn't Republican enough. And and that's basically – but, yeah, uh, again, I mean, there are always surges. protests. And the, the main things about Obama were uh, Obamacare that it, that it went through uh, without a single Republican vote or committee member even looking at it. Um, The the apology tour, and then the when I say the birthing movement, don't forget that it was the Clinton campaign that actually started that. And I saw her on TV actually wailing on the Republicans about, "Oh yeah, you birthers!" It's like, woman, you started this uh, in in the uh, primary challenge. That was it. There was no camping outside of restaurants and kicking people out and and saying if
1: if they can't sleep, you can't sleep. And I mean, I think that's happened all the time, but it's just today, not to this level.
2: I mean, I bet it has happened once what, or twice. And it, Well, along with the, the late night comedies, as you said, you know, what, what's the media going to do, not just late night comedy, what's the media going to do with the next president? What are all these protesters going to do? Are they going to turn on, are they going to keep protesting and say, OK, we got what we want now, we're, we're, we're happy. And all of a sudden there's dead silence and nothing else will be protested again.
1: But you can also, if anything, you see the control people have over the media and over like the the talk show stuff and clearly there's something going on in the, on the visual or the uh, media representation of someone's telling somebody to do something. And it's either has to do with money or it has to do with, hey, this is the audience we're trying to provoke. Because think about fine tuning an audience that you're able to sell stuff to. Maybe that's what it's also about too. Is they're trying to sharpen, you know, their, their ways to get into their audience and so, you know, if we say we say all this negative stuff about Trump, we'll get that niche audience and then we can advertise them to what people, you know, the niche stuff. I mean, that could be part of what they're
2: doing. And it is a niche audience. You're right. Um, the simple fact that, you know. Well,
1: like this one guy. Was, he got elected. Well, this one, for example, this one guy who's a YouTuber, he has a million whatever subscribers. His name's Biggie. And he's it's it's kind of he's an interesting character because he's polarizing. He's like he was really heavy and then he had depression issues but then he did video games so he had a large audience of video games well he got in trouble recently because he disagreed with i would say a liberal another liberal youtube person at vidcon and you know, vidcon is the youtube's like big annual like all mm-hmm. the big youtubers come and he got in trouble because he did a poll of who his listeners were and basically it was 30 30 30 like conservative liberal and then indifferent, and then the 10 percent were you know whatever and he said like that's a good thing he goes because that means my audience i can touch them different ways Absolutely. i don't have to find a niche audience Biggie is his name. i think his name is biggie i yeah. gotta look
2: into that because that's again my issue is that the john oliver voice doesn't speak for everyone but it now directly impact, impacted foreign policy with china one man who is not a politician who's a, when I say entertainer, I'm saying that with with quotation marks because he's just your typical late Well, I mean, like, there's been stuff in the past where
1: news reports have caused some problems.
2: Name the last time China shut down an entire network because of one person.
1: I don't know anything about China.
2: I just know they're they're known
1: for shutting things down, though.
2: Name the last time any foreign power shut down an entire American network, industry, outlet, whatever. Because of what a non politician said.
1: Well, I still want to hear HBO complain about piracy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, which by the way, they had the finale of Westworld on yesterday.
2: I got I to gotta look into that. So, that's been our uh, nitty gritty yeah. section for the day. Uh, if you keep the conversation I think going it balances online. out,
1: to be honest. I think it's just, it's, we're kind of new to the whole internet consume, consumption. It's like it's always hitting our face, we feel like, but then I think people will just figure it out. Because it, now it's known for people to take a month off their phones. That's becoming kind of like a cool hey, deal to fun? do. Like you just literally turn off your phone for a month.
2: Oh, you know. And, tempting.
1: you know, sober October from from Internet.
2: Could this also be part of the raise of streaming services that you don't have to worry about news and commercials and stuff anymore that you can pick and choose? I think networks are losing like their fan bases like NBC Once Upon a Time from SCTV. Everyone loved NBC. It wasn't the shows; it was the network.
1: No, you have to agree that everyone's watching something, not that it, from what was popular twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the news stations. Like. Yeah, well,
2: that's the thing. So I don't want to deal with the, the news, bends. So I'll stream now more than mm-hmm. ever. I'm wondering if more and more people are doing that. That way, I can pick and choose my news and not what the network chooses to feed me. Yeah. Hmm. Keep the conversation going. Mornings
1: Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do some local stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff happening and also neat stories. So we're going to do Montgomery County News segment here on Mornings Lone Star, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We'll be right back.
0: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? reach the hyper local audience in montgomery county lone star community radio sponsorships accomplish this want to see our stats and rates check out irlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776
2: Welcome back. Mornings, Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. It is 949 on the dot here in the studio uh, having a great conversation. Uh, conversation has been carried on into the commercial break. Uh, yeah, China, j- just to, to wrap up, China, of course, will, you know, they get pissy all the time and shut stuff down. But I'm saying usually it's a diplomatic response. Uh, y- you know, hikers get... Your missionaries go over there and they get thrown in jail. You know that's where the politicians, that's where the ambassadors take part of this. This is, I'm saying, a shutdown of a network because of a personality, a quote celebrity unquote. You know, I'm just saying about the power that this, these people have. And my issue was, you know, whether it's Biggie or Joe Rogan or or whatever, it's one person being followed by thousands or millions. So it's not a discourse. It's this one person that has the voice. The uh, jimmy kimmels of the world are passing themselves off as healthcare care professionals now just because they're saying yeah i have a i have a yeah but i think and- one thing one
1: thing you have to recognize is and brett makes a good point on facebook live is the silent majority that's usually has the biggest presence but no one knows it until say for example the 2016 election mm-hmm. you you can say mm-hmm. jimmy Kimmel's trying to you know be a social beacon for healthcare, but is the influence there? Well, that's the thing, and I don't—I I honestly don't think a lot of these news organizations—they don't really grasp it. they don't have that much influence. They might have influence on their echo chamber followers, but when it comes down to making a person change their mind, and that's I, the thing—I mean, the think about the people who change their mind ratings, about voting for Donald Trump.
2: Well, that's the thing—the approval ratings uh, for the current president are hovering right around fifty percent, forty-eight to fifty-one percent, and. He's higher than like the previous three presidents have been at the same time frame. Okay. So I, I agree with you on that, but still it's all we're being, <clears throat> because of that, the frustration levels are growing. It's, it's these people in these loud positions are going, wait, he's still getting things done. He still hasn't been impeached. He still hasn't been arrested. He's still got high approval ratings. There's still the policies are being enforced. So now we got to output even more. And that's what I'm saying. It's Maxine Waters uh, Democrat, uh, uh, Congresswoman, sorry, I had to think about that, uh, uh, is telling people get rowdier, get louder, get more in your face. She, she's saying God is on our side. It's funny to have that or to have that, the left start quoting Jesus and quoting God and saying God's on our side now. Uh, when just last week, if you believed in Jesus, you were mentally ill. It's, it's, it's funny how that got hijacked, but she's telling people, Get even louder, you know, get even more people kicked out of restaurants, set up bullhorns outside their houses for, and play loud music 24-7, saying if, I, if the kids can't sleep and you can't sleep.
1: Well, one thing I think what both sides are doing poorly is they're, they're labeling people so easily, and I think in the long run, the majority of people don't like that kind of behavior when you start just, you know, putting a label on somebody and then just, that's what you're attacking.
2: It's kind of, yeah, but it's kind of one-sided. Think back to eight years of the previous president. Did you ever encounter on Facebook any um, McCain or, you know, any Republican fan think if you voted for Obama, unfriend me now? Did you encounter any of them, ever? I don't think anyone did that. Anyone said, if you voted for this man. No, there's probably a couple people. But I'm thinking But then again, every I, think, I don't think they'd ever be friends with anybody in, but the, first, in the first Every place. day on Facebook, I have many friends say, if you voted for Trump, if you support Trump anyway, you're like, unfriend me now. And it's like a daily thing. Well, you know, it's funny—and it's,
1: this is kind of changing the topic just a tad bit—you uh, you mentioned too big to fail with Fox and Disney and things, and mm-hmm. it's almost like that with the news organizations, where they're just too big to ever be shut down because— I, I kind of want to know where the money is flowing through because, you know, you read reports about the New York Times and, and those kind of folks who are having trouble with their employees. And in the end, they're like, there's real people involved with these organizations and people are going to get fired. People are – things are going to be shifted around. But how long does it take for a CNN to really be realize, oh, our numbers aren't – they aren't supporting what we're currently charging and paying our employees,
2: but they're having to follow the d- dictate of their owner, yeah. and their owner is like, "We're gonna, you know, we're gonna be the and." And well, anti- I
1: know, but like, do you, I mean, we? I think you said before that they're losing their audience. You know, every month or whatever, their their audience is going down or whatever. But eventually, eventually, but if that,
2: they're down a rabbit hole. What are they gonna do? Suddenly, say, "Okay, we're going to really be fair and balanced."
1: Now. Yeah,
2: they're not gonna do this. They they the battle lines have been drawn. There's no coming back from that because what little audience they do have, if, if they start becoming more balanced, I don't want to say fair and balanced, but, you know, if they, if they stop, if they become more objective in their reporting, they'll lose what's left of their audience because these are the diehards of the, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, all the subjective ones. So...
1: Well, I mean, the, the buck will affect everything in the end when it comes to this kind of, this kind of
2: stuff. Well, I think they're going to... Uh, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, breaking news, you know, did you ever watch Pawn Stars? The, the I've pa- heard of it, yes. Uh, the the patriarch, Richard Harrison, just passed away. He's the dad that, or the grandpa, I guess, that kind of owned uh, uh, the whole thing. When, okay. uh, when Mrs. Skippy and I, uh, you know, we eloped to Vegas for a day, and we were driving up, up and down the strip, killing some time, and we saw this line of people that was literally two blocks long just stretching down and they were all holding something and we drove past going one direction like what was something was weird and we drove back we saw it was a pawn shop and we realized i I didn't watch the show but i realized that was that shop the the pawn stars they have a pawn shop in las vegas on the strip and that's where these people were it was around the block seriously two blocks long just to get into I guess they were true. Is it like a poor man's uh, uh, antiques road show? You just want to bring in some junk you got from the attic and hope that it's worth something?
1: Yeah, but also, I, from what I understand, the pawn place, you can negotiate anything
2: mm-hmm. if
1: they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's a quick way to make a buck, or if you're just trying to find value.
2: Speaking of pawn shops, I need to go to a pawn shop soon for two reasons. A, I need a new uh, lawnmower. And you, I've never seen a pawn shop where there weren't like 42 lawnmowers out front. So I'm going to find the first one that works that will fit in my car because I want to start. Doing I feel like pawn door.
1: shops are a great way to go where technology is crossing the bridge to the next level. Uh-huh. So like DVDs right now, no one buys those anymore. Oh, yeah.
2: I can hit a pawn shop or and, and make, out like a bandit, make out like a bandit for the Xbox games. Yeah, give me the old Xbox games. Thank you. Uh, but the other thing I need from a pawn shop is uh a, a
1: lawnmower a lawn
2: well there's a lawnmower
1: i mean is there a guy who tests those
2: yeah well it's me pulling on the ripcord and if it goes the, well, the, you the, gotta the, see the.
1: if it has a blade
2: okay yeah a blade and <laughs> when you do the ripcord those are my only two uh, okay. prerequisites for a lawnmower that's amazing wheels would help too although in england i had a uh it was called a flymo it was a hovering lawnmower. But you had to wear steel-toe boots with it because people would lose their toes with it. What's it called? It was called a flymo. Flymo. F L Y M O, and it was a hover, it used hovercraft technology. To, oh wow! Yeah, no, it wouldn't work in America because of the safety issues. But uh, we actually had an electric one, so it was it was silent, and it had a dead man's grip on it. But you could they said you must wear steel-toed boots with this because you will lose toes otherwise. But it was cool because it would hover over everything, so your grass would always look level, even if it was you know, dippy because it would hover. That's amazing. I never seen that. And you could just one hand, if you're watching me on the on the uh, Facebook live, it was really cool. But no, nowadays I just need a lawnmower, but I also need to get my own ukulele. Uh, Yesterday, my friend Joe, who's got some ukuleles, let me borrow one. And I've already been working on, you know, losing my religion and some other uke centric songs. And it's because, you know, I got such small hands. Okay. I play bass. And so ukulele has four strings, like a bass that are just strung differently. But, yeah, a lot of fun. So, Whereas I love Joe for letting me borrow his. And his is like a concert level. It's got a built-in tuner and, and you know, the the mic plug and everything. But I got to get my own. So maybe I'll find one and direct Mrs. Skippy to get me an early Christmas present or something.
1: So, it, I'm still kind of amazed about this Flymo deal.
2: It was so cool. They had, a, they had a petrol, you know, gas gas one. But we had the uh, uh, electronic one, electric one. And it was it was like dead bang silent do they still make them yeah okay. i'm looking at them right now
1: like i just i'm amazed that i can see why it's not here but
2: oh yeah you the first person to lose a toe but yeah the blade would spin so fast that it would lift up the the unit and uh, form a form a hover cushion okay yeah that was fun i mean i did, did miss my fly mode. never lost a toe which is amazing
1: Let's go let's move uh, transition to local stuff because we got a couple more minutes. Sounds good. Uh, I wanna let folks know that uh last weekend was the yoga day in the woodlands and hundreds of people showed up. And were you there? <laughs> 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 Isn't that why you had to leave early on Saturday?
2: Hey, well, apparently there were some restraining orders, so I couldn't go scope out all the women in the span apparently they don't wear spandex in yoga. Which they remember, look like they are. Well, remember the jazzercise and aerobics size okay. back in the eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that bright stuff. Yeah, that that was my thing.
1: That's what you get at pawn shops now.
2: Yeah, you can find an outfit. <laughs> what would you get from if you had to go to a pawn shop? What, what would you go looking for?
1: That's a good question. I'm I remember musical I really I really don't instrument guy. Need anything?
2: Uh, I, I've gotten many a musical instrument from pawn shops. I guess
1: handy. that well, pawn shops really have collectors' items. You think? Like, say you're really into computers and, like, oh, I want to get a... Uh, Commodore you know, VIC-20. You know, a Macintosh 2.
2: You'd, prob- Ooh, you'd probably have a better chance camping out at Goodwills and just okay. waiting to see when they Yeah. Because hmm. I know a guy online,
1: he goes, does that, and buys keyboards. Like the old-school IBM Model M keyboards and refurbishes them and sells them for, like, $200. But... I really don't know what I get from a pawn shop. I don't really need anything.
2: Probably look for the old games.
1: Plus, I feel like I'm not experienced enough. If I like, say I wanted to buy like a grill or something, because grills can be expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't know how to test that kind of stuff. So it might work there. Take a couple when of steaks get it at home, with you
2: to, to the pawn shop. Say, hey, I'm going to fire this up. Can you pass the Worcestershire sauce, please?
1: Yeah. That's some fine stuff. But yeah, Yoga Day was uh, the International Yoga Day event hosted by the Hindu Temple of the Woodlands was uh, over the weekend, and they had hundreds of people there. And I would I would kind of laugh at the the spectators. If, you don't, if you've do ever been to the Woodlands, and I don't know if everyone feels this way, but there's a lot of spectators in the Woodlands walking around. Yeah. And so if you have some event like yoga, they'd be like, what's this? Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe they're making a movie. Let's look. So that that happened this weekend. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, what's coming up, too, is the YMCA Dragon Boat Team Challenge that happens in the Woodlands at North Shore Park. Uh, rowers and outdoor enthusiasts and anyone wishing to meet new people while improving their collaboration skills are invited to participate in one of the most anticipating team building events of the year. This is when, like, corporations get together, have teams. The YMCA, this is hardcore. Yeah, the YMCA puts on the Dragon Boat Team Challenge, uh, 20 years of team building. Uh, that's pretty crazy in the Woodlands. So on September, for for September 27th through the 30th, they're putting on kind of like a team building weekend.
2: Right, and registration just opened up. Uh, for this now, for a team, uh, I think entry fee is a thousand and it's 750, I believe, for non-profit organizations. Well, the
1: racket here, and most people don't know this, is it's kind of like when people put on the duck race for this year, they pay a party or whoever invented the duck race a percentage or to use. So basically, these folks, the, the American Dragon Boat Association give the like they you buy basically to rent the 40 foot vessels and you paint it whichever way you want decorate it but then i guess you got to give back so whoever's in charge of this american dragon Boat associations making bank
2: there you go i need to get one of those boats for uh, uh for my kind of ersatz viking funeral you know I wouldn't mind being one of those dragon boats going down the river or something, shooting flaming arrows at it.
1: So to give you some rules for those who are interested, uh, teams must have 20 members, but no more than 30 to compete. Each team also must have a minimum of five females, and all participants must be at least 18 years old. Uh, Registration for alumni teams is currently open, and new team registration opens July 6th. Teams will be accepted based on space availability, which is limited to 112 teams. That's a lot of teams.
2: Wow. Also, this upcoming weekend, know that it is the last weekend before July 4th. So yeah. a lot of these celebrations are happening this weekend. Uh, yeah. Be, be aware of that.
1: I think this is the first year they're not doing
2: fireworks over the over the lake. Yeah. Why not? You have no idea. He's, he's thinking about it he's googling he has no idea
1: no i think the uh conroe lake conroe chamber of commerce usually puts it on but over the past couple years they've always had some technical or warning issue because i think i think two years ago they had the fire warning
2: is that the guy that like he looked in the tube how come it didn't go off
1: no i don't think it was more of that i think it was more of uh the access to the lake where they shoot it off and it just wasn't worth it. Because you think about uh, how much money it costs probably to do a fireworks show, and it's a fundraising event, and they probably didn't see the financial gains after paying, you know. 20. You don't use
2: the fireworks store as a fundraising event. You use a fireworks show to show off fireworks. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, come down in the woodlands. They got the red, white, and blue celebration. Well, I'm going surprised on. the
1: SG, SJRA didn't put it on because they're, you know making money somehow <laughs> right that's right this is gonna be on the ballot so yeah you're right the interest fee for this dragon race is a thousand dollars per team or 875 for high school and nonprofit groups all proceeds will benefit the wise annual campaign which ensures everyone has the opportunity to learn and grow regardless of age income and background more information on the dragon boat ymcadragonboat.org our contact, Ro- Roxanne Davis, who I think we're going to get in the studio awesome. uh, at 281-681-6730. Uh, but that's Dragonboat.org for stuff like that. So that's kind of exciting. Another news, we know we talked about the Woodlands Incorporations did a study about becoming a city, mm-hmm. uh, about incorporating. Uh, so they're now they're eyeing the new stats that talk about police roads and mud districts. Uh, this summer and fall and i think they might have to come up with an answer pretty soon don't you think
2: i would think so you, you shell out a lot of money for a feasibility study yeah People want to know the results
1: yeah so the two consulting firms are conducting an analyst of multiple incorporation issues uh, but but there's also community feedback and all that stuff it'd be interesting to see what they determine because well you live in the woodlands i do so what do you see as your like if your one vote counted what would you vote for
2: In regards to annexation?
1: Yeah, incorporation or?
2: Uh, I would say no. Yeah. It would. You
1: say no to what?
2: The incorporation. Uh, I'm old school. I've been doing a lot of research. I've been able to interview some people about George Mitchell's original master plan community. And I would want to follow that best I could. And so the luminaries tend to be against incorporation. And these are the men and women who actually were with Mitchell when he was putting it together. You know, Woodlands started off basically sketched out on a cocktail napkin. I mm-hmm. want a master self-sufficient master plan community that, you know, has the hidden streets. It is it is the gem. And it was funny because, you know, uh, Woodlands is really picking up on its medical center. And I wondered was that part of the deal? And it actually was. Part of the, you know the, the plans for it was to actually have a, an insanely advanced medical center, which is growing there as we speak. So I don't think uh if Mitchell wasn't foreign corporation, then I'm not foreign corporation. Not for a while longer. Eventually, it'll it'll grow to the point where it'll have to be. Um, well, the decision it will have to be made. Yeah, the decision yeah. will have to be made, but I don't think this time around. Okay, we'll be we interested
1: go. to see what happens with that. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we did Taste Fest mm-hmm. about a month ago, I think. When was that? Uh, was June the sixth. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, And I I didn't know this, but there was a secret judge going around the the booth. Was it you? No, it was not. Was it me? I don't know who has the stomach to eat every single thing.
2: Well, I'm your huckleberry on that, uh, but it wasn't me.
1: The Conroe Lake Conroe put on Taste Fest this year for Conroe Restaurants. It was a lot of fun. And they had a secret judge that went around judging on hospitality and food. And Vernally's Bayou Bakery, they won the first Tasty Award.
2: A Tasty Award. yeah they cool. won it which for is like great general like customer service and quality of food and and all kinds of stuff so Vernalee, that's v-e-r-n-e-l-e vernaly's bio bakery they're on i-45 at Crichton road uh congratulations yeah that's
1: pretty cool well we're gonna take a quick break here on morning's lone star we're gonna get ready for kristen bays coming in the studio anything else why are you pointing at me Did you i was just something?
2: thinking you want to remind people that tomorrow apparently is election day it's the thirtieth. 30th. The thirtieth. 30th. Oh, the thirtieth. Okay. June thirtieth. Oh, it's not that. That's right, it's not the. Uh, so we got five more election
1: Romp day, June
2: thirtieth. Position four of uh, Conroe City Council. Two people in a runoff. Cast your vote. Be conscientious. Vote twice. <laughs> We're back. More to Lone
1: Star. Lone Star Community Radio.
0: 4-H in youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at one o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour.
2: Welcome back, Mornings Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. It is Hold on, we're, as we're playing Funky Judge by Jay Giles' band, and it's 10-12 on the dot and the studios. And we have our own Funky Judge-elect here, Kristen Bayes in the studio. Wave at the camera. Hi, camera.
0: Hello, fans. Yeah, get funky up on that. Funky Judge. I'm loving that.
2: Yeah, we were I looking think- this morning. We were going to do... What was the original one we were going to do? Oh, Lawyers in Love. Yeah. By around. <laughs> around. But everyone does that one. We found Funky Judge by Jay I Giles. I like Funky Judge. There nice. you go.
0: Nice. My new title.
2: That's right. A Funky Judge. So... You're the judge-elect, which means you won the primary, and you don't have a challenger in the general. That is right. So, though you're not judged yet, you are going to be, assuming you don't, you know, get caught with goats or something.
0: Well, that's that's true, and that seems unlikely, so I think I'm in good shape. Good, that's good 189 to know. One hundred eighty-nine days, just in case you
2: want. <laughs> not that anyone's <laughs> counting. Oh, no, no. Don't be silly. Number four in a Google hit, not that I would know, but, um, and judge of the 284th, <laughs> which is a civil court in Montgomery yes. County. That's right. Cool. And right. who are you taking over for?
0: It's Kara Wood. Uh-huh. And to be very clear, she didn't run. She's a wonderful judge and very proud of her accomplishment. She's served the county long and well, but she decided to retire.
2: Cool. And uh, you and I have dealt with each other for a while now, and I know the court's going to be in great hands, and I know when I end up in, in court, when I'm sure something will happen. I'll be in good hands.
0: You'll be in good hands yeah. with the funky judge. With the funky <laughs> judge. So,
2: um... How does one prepare for, for judgeship? I mean, do you, like, go to robe fittings? Do uh,
0: you test gavels out? You no, know, you actually, no no gavel testing, okay. although I've, I've tried that at home. My family frowns on that, but, you know, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But, yes, you actually do get fitted for a robe, and there's a thing that is affectionately called Baby Judges School. It's the Judicial College, if you're being very formal, but it's referred to as Baby Judges School, and that is in December, and it's, it's for all of the judges elect who will be new judges. And it's basically just a primer about how to be a judge. And they actually do fit you for robes when you are at that event.
2: Cool. Is there like hazing going on
0: there too? Like pledging for I'm, something? I'm pretty sure there is. Keg awesome. Parties, you know, just all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> Judicial keg parties. I will avoid all goats, however, because I really do want to be the yeah, judge. Yeah, wa- Watch out.
2: There could be a camera there. You never know. Well, that's awesome. So uh, when do you uh, take over as judge? When does the swearing January
0: end? 1 is the swearing in, 10 a.m. So it'll be over at the Lone Star Convention Center. And, you know, it's not like I'm paying any attention to such things, but I'm really excited
2: about is it. Isn't it mean like a graduation where we can have people in the stands going, woo, holding Absolutely. up the banners?
0: Air horns, you know, big foam fingers, the whole thing. Yes.
2: Here we go. No. Let's do. It. I have an air horn <laughs> in my car. Don't ask. And uh, so I can just whip that out for... <laughs> there you go. I thought I would use it to wake you up in the morning you right. You're no, no. That's Mrs. Skippy's alarm that goes off at five in the morning, and Ooh. she, she hits the snooze, and I'm laying there going, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Great. So I get my quiet time whether I want it or not, but we'll we'll go past that one. We'll, we'll move past <laughs> We'll move past the 5 a.m. wake-up call. So I'm going uh, to make... Mm. Baby Judges School. Brett asked, "Wasn't that a Saturday cartoon on Fox for kids?"
0: It was. It was. It didn't last long. It, apparently, people didn't enjoy that. But I'm looking forward to it. So yes,
2: that's right, cool. Now, where is this local
0: or <laughs> no, no, statewide? No, it's statewide. Okay. So, and it's basically every old buddy. you gonna who's go been to, up to Austin for that. This one's in Austin. Yes.
2: Cool. Yes. We should crash that or something. Is that where
1: like Skull and Bones meets too? Like is that what telling me you're like gonna be chamber? you're gonna be in the Illuminati now.
0: I hey. I will never tell what happens in Star <laughs> Chamber stays in That's Star right. Chamber. Now, it's a big uh, secret.
2: So, listeners who don't know uh, much about uh, Kristen Bays, not only is she this judicial nerdist maximist, there's not like <laughs> a, a court a, a, a case law that she doesn't know. And we're gonna we're gonna put that to the test in a little bit. Oh no! But she's also wonderfully nerdy on the outside. She's like a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And if memory serves, her favorite movie, and I got to watch it. I would try to watch it, but I haven't been able to. Is Baby Driver.
0: You're so right, and you haven't watched it yet.
2: Well, I haven't had a TV to watch it in. Oh, the hotel Skippy. didn't TV. The hotel TV didn't have it on their, their okay. menu. Okay, so I'm working on it.
0: All right, I'm working on it. Work harder. Work uh, harder. It's good stuff. Uh, the judge has awesome. decreed
2: that Skippy's <laughs> <laughs> Skippy's in contempt right. of Baby Driver court.
0: See, if only. Was have you seen Baby Driver finished? yet?
2: No. No.
0: What is no. wrong with you people? Oh my goodness.
2: That's the one with the, the you know. The I I can't young, see it
1: because Kevin Spacey's in it.
0: Oh well, because yeah, I, I set up that,
1: rules for myself like that.
0: Yeah, that did. He he wasn't I'm a bad kidding. guy when it first came out. But well, yes, uh, fair point. and well,
2: because uh, I've always wondered about that. It's like I, I can't support Roman Polanski in any way, shape, or form. Fair enough. Good call. But as a, I'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this. Like well, my as an artist, huh? Yeah, just as a as a human, in general. But yeah, Is he you know, a
0: human. Are you sure? Well,
2: there, there's that. But just yeah. you know, the disgust I, I felt when I saw the Oscars when they gave him a standing ovation, mm-hmm. and he he couldn't show up in a, a, a person to accept his award because he would have been, yeah. rightfully. So <laughs> I can't support. I can't watch any of his new movies. However, I thoroughly enjoyed um, Rosemary's Baby. No, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or or you know, I can quote. Tons of old Bill Cosby monologues. I grew up on that. Right, So right. now, I, you know, I can't support, I won't watch a rerun of Cosby show, but I thoroughly enjoyed it at the time. I so know. like Kevin Spacey movies, they cannot be denied, but L.A. Confidential, American Beauty, these are awesome movies. Uh,
0: Usual Suspects.
2: Usual, yes. uh, Usual Suspects. Although Pretty that movie much. ticked me off because I figured it out in the first five minutes.
0: You did not. I did. Look at the big brain on you. No. Only- what movie? Look at the big brain on Brad?
2: The big brand of huh?
0: You guys are slow. That's Pulp Fiction.
2: Oh yes, you're absolutely right. You had to shift gears. You no, know, my my two reasons for for figuring out and, and it made me mad. You know, there's this literary device called Chekhov's rifle. Okay. Which is Anton Chekhov said if you if you <laughs> if you describe a rifle hanging on the wall in chapter one, you have to use it by chapter two. And you, you yeah. can't. And so first off, Kaiser Suze, Kevin Spacey, KS. I well, thought spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, I, there, there, there's a moratorium that, that Long was a statute. Of, I don't know if you know this, but there's something called statute of limitations, Kristen. And what okay, that,
0: all right. But bare the other up, one
2: was, up. you see the very first scene, the, 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 the shadowy figure takes out this gold lighter and does a really cool thing mm-hmm. with it to light it. And the close-up is on his hand. It's Chekhov's rifle. It's right there. Check out how cool he starts his lighter. Five minutes later, later, Kevin Spacey is trying to flick a lighter, and he ah. just
0: can't do it. And I'm like, dude. I can't believe you. You look at you.
2: And I'm I, no, I was. I didn't want to know. Well, I that's love true. being like scared in in movies. You know, like the scary movies. Yeah, you know, paranormal activity scared the pants off of me. <laughs> I love that movie.
0: That's a great movie. Every time I
2: watch, my wife won't let me watch it anymore. I bought the Blu-ray and everything. She won't let me.
0: Aw. I know, right? Aww. but
2: we'll watch Baby Driver tonight.
0: Okay, all right, that's a promise. Okay, next time I come back well, on, you know, what, you know? what
2: movies
1: have you seen, Kristen? That best portray what happens in the in the courtroom oh gosh well because you're about to switch sides
2: now I've heard that my cousin Vinny follows procedure pretty dead bang on
0: you know isn't that strange but my cousin Vinny that's probably the winner on just in terms of how court works what you do step by step uh-huh. by step how objections are presented and ruled upon all of that and you wouldn't expect that because it's my cousin Vinny, after all, but that one's as awesome. Hey, one Marissa on an Oscar. Is.
2: And she earned that Oscar, in my humble she opinion. He was pretty
0: saying, awesome.
2: So my only problem with, well, my, my two problems with my cousin Vinny. First off, trying to pass off Joe Pesci as a 30 year old. Fair
0: point.
2: The second one. Wait, what? Are yeah, yeah, you serious? Yeah. Oh, you can, if you're in the close ups, you see the tape pulling back his skin to, to hide the wrinkles. <laughs> they on, say he's the 30 tube. in it, though? Yeah, he, he had just mm-hmm. graduated law school and passed, it took him four years to pass the bar.
0: Yeah. So he's third he, times the charm. He be, okay,
2: <laughs> Let, let's add ten years and say forty. No, this is Joe Pesci mm-hmm. trying to pass himself off. To 40.
1: But they never said thirty.
2: No, but the implication, especially when he's with twenty-two year old Marissa Tomei at the time, yeah. anything beyond thirty is just icky. <laughs> that's,
0: that's I don't know about kind that. Of the other point is Marissa Tomei, Joe Pesci. Hmm, match made in heaven. Match extremely well, their unlikely to occur.
2: Their <laughs> characters were match made in heaven. But the, my other issue was that Joe Pesci. Made it through law school and eventually passed the bar, but didn't know about basic discovery law, which mm-hmm. means if I have it, the other side can have it. Right. Or, or I'm actually, they. Can't, it's not that they can't have it, they have to have it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is, is that not covered in law school? That is definitely covered in law okay, school. Okay. Just so. Checking. Yeah.
1: It, isn't that one of those scenarios that you have to ask? Like they don't willingly give you everything. You just, you have to. Well, let
0: me, uh,
2: let's test me here because I used to work for a couple of law firms. Okay. So, with Discovery, um, when you request Discovery, there's... When you say work, with you mean <clears throat> client? No, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> I actually worked, uh, used to work in Vincent and Elkins, and then Fleming, Hovind, Camp and Grayson, two different law firms. And those names mean nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, so, you have request for production, which is producing documents. You know, you, mu- you request, or I-, I want all your phone records, you must provide... Built. Yeah, but you
1: had to request it. There's not. There's not like a mediator. Yes, who's... and then
2: the other side gets to respond with, "This is overreaching." This you can right, find, right. you know. And then there's request for request for interrogatories, and that's answering questions, which is also discoverable evidence. So tell us all the people you know of here and this and that.
0: And there was a isn't there a third one? Request for admission. Admissions. Thank you. I know. And was... see, there's a new one since back in your day. Request oh, for wow. Disclosures. Ooh, talk to me. Oh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. It this is. is it is. Well, <laughs> Well, they that's one thing. I,
1: I, I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> every job has a boring part. And I remember being there for jury duty and the judge was just sitting there. And she, the only time that she spoke was when there, she was giving instructions of the process. But I was like, I can't imagine doing that twice a week, just sitting there and doing the same thing with that because the lawyers are just ready. They're just ready to start questioning. They want to get to it. But then, but the judge, I feel like has to read these things. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't read them by like what's given to her, then it's like the whole thing's a wash. Is that really what it is? That's
0: really what it is.
1: Because she was not very, it wasn't like she was (laughs) enthusiastic about not being there. It was more of just like, all right, A, B, C.
2: So do judges Mm -hmm. secretly want like the Armando Sante? uh, No, no, it wasn't Armando Sante. Who was it? Um. Oh, Al Pacino. You're out of order. Do they oh. want the blow-ups
0: in the courtroom to happen? They do not want the blow-ups in
2: the courtroom Because in happen. the movies, it's like the judge gets excited when something... I know.
0: What was I know. The, These are movies. Oh. I mean, we did discuss the fact that My Cousin Vinny is about as close as it comes. So how did that judge feel well, whenever things went awry? See, I'm I, I well, going
2: disagree with it being uh, My Cousin Vinny. There was another one called From the Hip with Judd Nelson
0: ooh, and I Elizabeth Perkins,
2: one. where he's a young lawyer and... He And he kind of bends some rules to, to start winning cases. And then he gets a, a murder case and he has to kind of fess up. And they go into, you can't do this. You'll get disbarred if you talk. And so it's it pretty good. Judd Nelson from the hip.
0: Okay. All right. You watch Baby Driver. You I'll
2: watch, watch from, watch the, from the, hip. the hip. Well, one thing, we'll too, the <laughs> with,
1: with judges, especially here in Montgomery County, there's so many different courts. And so I imagine there's so many different ways that each court handles a procedure that, you know, their neighbor might be differently. And you're doing the 284? Right. And that is... It's civil. Civil, mm-hmm. so...
0: People suing each
1: other. Suing, oh, gross. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. But I don't civil, feel that civil way. Discourse.
1: Well, I meant more of, like, that's one of those things where...
2: <clears throat> There's no murder trials, is
0: it? No.
1: So when I was, like, sue my brother because our will got... My mother's will...
0: Oh, see, now... You know, you're, you're about to go into nerd land with me because, no, that one's going to go to county court of law, too, because that's a that's probate, probate case. Court. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you sue so your you'll, brother you'll for wrecking s- your car, okay. that'll be in the 284th. Okay. Or perhaps in the four
2: ten So let's say so. if I hypothetically helped Dick move yesterday and lifted something heavy, but it takes maybe 48 hours for me to really feel the pain, mm-hmm. and I want to sue him for, mm-hmm. for that, would
1: that and be And then we court? discover he's been sleeping on the floor at home.
0: Oh, So we've got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. That would be your court? Whichever one of y'all calls me first, I'll represent you. But yeah, (laughs) that one would be in the 284th. There you go.
1: Well, you know, with that court in mind, how many of those things actually go to court? Because I feel like civil courts or civil cases, majority of them go because they settle out or something like that.
0: And that's true. The vast majority. But you still
1: have have to be there for that? Well, do they have like a special day where no, like, no, no, judge, no. hear what we settled on?
0: Well, okay, so that really depends. There's, there's two ways a case gets settled, and these are very broad global ways. One is everybody just settles, and they work it out between themselves. They voluntarily dismiss their lawsuit. It's gone. It just vanishes off the computer, and you think, oh, good, they're done. The other way is they'll do an agreed judgment, and then that will require the judge to sign a judgment. But the judgment says whatever it says, that's the agreement of the party. So that one becomes basically you're reason.
1: enforcing exactly. the agreement. Exactly. And there's no juries or anything no, in no, this no. court. So it's just, I mean, you no, no, it, no.
0: there are juries in this court, oh, really? not, not for settlement stuff. Just that's depending all.
1: on like what? Give me an example. Can you uh,
0: about jury
1: trial? Yeah. When does oh. a civil civil court have jury trial?
0: Well, it's the same as with criminal trials. Everybody's got a right to a jury trial. That's in our Constitution, and that's true even for civil cases, even for your probate case. My neighbor keeps
1: cutting my hedges, so I'm going to sue and take it to a jury.
2: No, And you request
0: a jury, and you get one if your case goes to trial, if it doesn't settle in advance, if there's not a summary judgment granted. There's a lot of things that can happen before a trial happens to make a case go away. But if you don't have any of those things happen, you're going to trial. And if somebody requested a jury, it's going to be in front of a jury.
2: Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with Dick, and I'd, I believe I heard this somewhere. So let me know if, 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 I'm, if I'm on target here. So if, hypothetically, I've done a crime, you know.
0: Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Okay. Let's
2: say I'm on trial for a crime <laughs> that I did commit. I want to write a movie about that. On trial, for, you know, man, on the run, for convicted of a crime that he did commit. <laughs> um, you want a jury trial. Because it's easier to find idiots. But if I'm innocent, if I'm not guilty of it, if, if I know I didn't cut Dick's hedges, I want a judge trial because that would actually follow. The, is is that yes? No. Yes. Maybe?
0: Yes. And and let me let me add to the equation on this because the the advantage with having a judge try your case is you've got somebody that's going to be very cut and dried about things. It won't be emotional. They won't have an emotional reaction to you. It's not that judges are just cold, heartless, insensitive people. It's that they hear this stuff. They understand maneuvering through Well, they went
1: to that Austin brainwashing thing.
0: That's right. And that's what they do for us there. So So it's already begun, as you can tell. But with, with jurors, it's a unique thing to be sitting on a jury. It's a unique thing to actually be sitting through a trial. And they're very into it until they get bored which it doesn't take long for them to discover that on television and in movies trials are so much more interesting than in real life but they have an emotional reaction to things so if you've got a case that you want some sympathy you think that your chances of winning are a whole lot better if people really feel for you you're better off with with jurors so you
2: see I can bat my baby Browns at a jury and get away with it I could bat my baby Browns at a judge and just get Twice the punishment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you look like one of those people.
0: I do. I got that
2: face. Uh, Listener Brett asked, um, says he was under the impression that prosecutors were required to reveal exculpatory evidence to the defense without being asked.
0: Now, that is true. So let's circle back to that, because I'm glad that you asked that question. Brett asked it? Mm -hmm. Okay, Brett. So here's the deal. Discovery is done in both civil cases and in criminal cases, but the rules are different. So in criminal cases, you're right. Exculpatory evidence, which means any evidence that would tend to show that you are innocent, has to be provided by the prosecution to the defense, period, end of story. In civil cases, however, nobody has to produce anything. They don't have to provide answers or documents or any of that until it's been asked. So that's a key fundamental difference between civil discovery and criminal discovery. So there you go, Brett. You're right on it.
2: Well done. Good question, Brett. So how does one, you know, Dick had jury duty the other day. And I'm not saying he was like, oh, I got to do jury duty, but let's say there could have been the standard, how do I get out of this? You know, I've never been chosen for a jury. And to me, hmm. that's annoying. Again, you have that look. Well, that's, that's the thing. How, so the I'm guy. not asking how I get off jury duty. I'm asking, how do I get on jury How do I get on a jury?
0: Oh, uh, The less talking you do in, during, oh, it's called well, pray, I'm screwed. See, if you're not from Lubbock, it's called Wadir. But in our world, we call it which is just the jury selection process, and the way juries get selected, it, they actually avoid deselection. So, what does that mean? That means the first twelve people that don't get struck are going to be sitting on your jury, and so it's just a matter of Xing people out. Each side has a certain number of strikes that they can make for people like like you, Skip, who just they look at you and go, "Uh, uh-uh, we don't want that guy." So they can just choose to strike you. They don't have to have a reason. It's just is that discriminatory. Feeling. Well, oh, look, profiling. At, we're about to go down this They're path. They're profiling me. We'll start talking about the challenges that relate to uh, What any if I shaved the evil looking issues. goatee? Yeah. That would probably improve your odds. Okay. But the thing is, the more people talk, the more you start going, hmm, we don't want that guy. Or maybe we've got an issue with that guy. One side may love you because of the things you're saying, but the other side necessarily is going to hate you. And so the more you talk, the more likely you are to get struck. If you just kind of sit mute and don't really do much and you look, you know, you get rid of the beard, you know, and you sit well, there and just I, stay quiet. I mean, I imagine, like ben Franklin cool. without it.
1: Well, I imagine the struggle, too, is when I was sitting there, there was like 50 of us mm-hmm. and they had to choose 12 people and they have four well, hours pool, basically to do it. And right. I'm like, there's no way they're going to get everybody to come out and say something They're not. Because when when I was doing it, it was a uh, custody case. And there were some jury people who were crying. Oh, wow. And I was just
2: like, man, this is heavy. Clearly,
1: I'm not experienced.
2: The closest I ever got to a a jury to being selected was I made it through these different rounds. And there were only slightly more than a dozen. And it was a, a civil case. But it's where a guy on a bicycle had been hit by a car. And he was okay, but he was suing for damages, and so it was almost like a throw. I can't remember if it was the judge lawyer said, "Okay, so pretty much you people left. Uh, none of you have been actually been on a bicycle hit by a car, right?" And I had been,
0: oh, so I had to raise my, my hand. <laughs>
2: Boom! I'm out of there. It's like, come on, I can be fair about this because the lawyer That's actually funny. hit me. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> one thing that was interesting about when I was on doing the process is. There were certain rules of what the lawyers could ask and what they could allude to. And it, it, what happened, and by the end of it, I had more questions about mm-hmm. this case because I was like, this is such an odd thing. Is there a way I could follow or subscribe to this case so I could see what happens at the end of it? Because I think the, when we were there, basically the grandparents were fighting for custody, but they were also representing the, the mother. But the mother didn't want custody. But all three of them were there, and the dad was on the other side. So I was like, something's going on here, and it's almost like a Lifetime movie. I was like, something's (laughs) going on here. I want to know more, but we couldn't ask because they weren't allowed. Yeah, they weren't allowed because, like, some people were asking, and they were like, well, I'm a grandparent. I did the exact same thing that's going on here, but maybe, like, what's really going on because that changed the way I approached the situation. And I was like, what is going on? But is there any way to find out?
0: Sure. There's actually two ways to find out. One is you can sit through the trial. So okay. even though you're not on the jury, you can you can stay. You can, can we broadcast live day. from your courtroom? No, no, Dang that's it. actually not allowed. But oh, yeah. you are free to come in and listen. So we have an open court. Why court
1: was program. the OJ trial allowed to be filmed?
0: Well, that's welcome to California. I mean, if you're in Hollywood,
2: is it really? Is that really? Yeah, there is. I yeah. remember when I was going down, where they he, they were petitioning to have it filmed, yeah. and you was saying, "Oh, it's going to turn to a circus." They said, "No, it won't." And <laughs> well, <laughs> it did.
0: The rest is history. So
2: I got daily briefs from so my mom. Can
1: they still do that?
0: A court can do that. The any court, court. can allow cameras okay. in the courtroom. But the, the starting point is, now we're not going to be broadcasting from the courtroom. And there's really, there's several reasons for that. One has to do with not, there, there's a certain rule that witnesses that are going to testify later have to stay outside of the courtroom so that their testimony won't be influenced by what other people oh, say. That's
1: easy when. It
0: becomes really easy when you're broadcasting for any so witness. So you could technically
1: have them in on the day of the ruling. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, but you're not going to be a witness. You've been struck from the jury, so you are free to just sit there and watch. Okay. And listen that's and interesting. Even is, what's take, the no, other way? What's the other way? The other way is to check out the district clerk's website and take a look at that file. And you can see the pleadings in that file, but the key thing that you'll see is the jury verdict. And so you can take a look at the jury verdict and see how the jury decided. Can you lay bets on it? Uh, not legally, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you heard it here first, people. <laughs> You want to place yeah. an illegal bed? Go for it. Yeah.
0: Well, see, now I'm I'm hosed
2: on the because uh, being on a jury because you're saying be quiet tonight. I'm actually I've got callback auditions. I've been asked to audition for Twelve Angry Men. Nice. Well, I can't be silent. So this no. is I mean taught everything opposite. It's, it's a play about is that what jurors? Well, and originally they're like eleven to one to convict, and this one holdout who Henry Fonda Henry played him in the Fonda. movie
0: yeah.
2: is convincing them all to his side of it. It's, it's great. It's a little courtroom drama or, or jury room drama, I should say, because all, it all takes place in the jury room. But it's all talking. Yeah. So that's what I've been trained to do. So <laughs> I, most like I'd That's be, probably why they don't I'd want be, you there. If I were a lawyer in real life, I'd be disbarred within 12 seconds, but I'd make an awesome TV lawyer. Same thing with juror. I guess uh, never be on a real—always always the uh, acting juror, never the juror. <laughs> We're going to take a break now, but we will be back. We're not going to let Kristen Bays leave us yet. She's stuck with us for a little while longer.
0: Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
2: Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, and the judge-elect herself, Kristen Bays, 1039 On The Dot in the studio. We're having fun. We're talking legal stuff, talking nerdy stuff. We haven't talked enough nerdy stuff yet. So what do you think? Have you seen solo? Oh, yeah. Yes, no, maybe.
0: Yes, definitely. I went uh, opening weekend. Why did it get tanked so hard? He, okay, here's my son's assessment of it, and I think he- Okay, he's how old is something. your son? He's 20. Okay. His assessment is, we start with the very first Star Wars, which was episode four, and we meet Han Solo, and he's the shapeshifter guy, and he's this charismatic character, and he's going on this big adventure. He's a bootlegger. He's, he's the whole, yeah. He's got the whole thing going on, but it's this big adventure. And so now we hearken back to his youth, and we discover that, nah, he's really been going on adventures all along. This was just another adventure and a whole line of adventures that he'd been on but you know he's kind of got a point it kind of changes the the tenor of that character now did i care no and by the way Daenerys Targaryen and if you don't know who i'm talking about when i say that
1: Amelia Clark
0: yep she's in it and that was kind of awesome she was really good she didn't have a dragon but otherwise she was really good i i loved it lots of action nonstop it is it, it, it suited the nerdiness in me so i can appreciate the criticism of eh, well, no, did you did you leave
1: haunt. the movie wanting more Star Wars lore or did you leave the movie with more questions than answers?
0: You, you must understand that I never leave the movie theater without wanting more Star Wars yeah. lore. That's just, I just love that so much. So, so much for Funky Judge. Now I'm Nerdy Judge, but that's okay.
2: Well, I'm about to go I up I in her it. estimation. When I was uh, unpacking a lot of stuff from my office, all these boxes, I found after many years, I'd watched it so long ago that I'd forgotten about it. Uh, you know, I went to the same high school as Mark Hamill in Japan. Did you really? Just before I left Japan, he came for Mark Hamill Day. I had a card. He signed the card. I have a signature. That's awesome. I told my son, because my son gets, when, when I go on to the next uh, next uh, bonanza, uh, my son gets the good stuff. My autographed Hitchhiker's Guide, my autographed Mark Hamill card. So he wanted to make sure that that would be added to the uh, the will list.
0: You, you've got some good stuff. I guess I got cool. some
2: quality stuff there. Yeah. I got lucky. I met Douglas Adams once dude was tall.
0: Oh really? They're like
2: six foot 14. I mean, he just, he stood up <laughs> and he just kept on standing. He was tremendously big.
0: That's funny. Sweet guy, I though. wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know why I wouldn't have guessed
2: that, but I wouldn't have. Said. Yeah. No, is. He's, he's a huge guy. Hmm. So it is, what time is it already? We're almost oh, 1042.
1: No. So what's the next step from being judge? Is that something like, well, cause the one thing I always wonder, the, the numbers pertain to what the court is. But when you wanted to run, because it's an elected position, is it something where you just kind of waited for this specific court to open? Or is it more of like, I just have a desire to serve as a judge. I don't care what court it is. I'm just going to throw my name in the hat, no matter what court's opened up.
0: Honestly, it's a little bit of both. And let me tell you why okay. I say that. Because what I do for a living is I'm a civil litigator. I do civil trial work. I also do some probate trial work, but which is kind of in the same mm-hmm. realm of civil And so the courts that I ran for previously, and yes, I had some failed runs along the way. I ran for county court at law number two. I was beaten by Claudia Laird, who is awesome in every way. We love Claudia. I mean, I've always loved Claudia. Even running against her, I still love Claudia. She's an excellent judge. That court handles probate and civil, which met with what I knew as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Then I ran for the 410th District Court, was beaten by Jennifer Robin, another excellent judge, a standout in Montgomery County. And that court handled civil cases as well. So there were courts that opened up along the way that were all criminal. And that's just not my, that's not my area. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't run for those. Now, did I always want to be a judge? Yes. But I need to be a judge who's a good judge. I need to be somebody who's experienced in the things that the court handles. And so it needed to be a civil court. 284th does civil. And so that's the one I ran for, that's the one I've got, and that's where I'm going to be. Okay. So it's a little bit of both. I wanted to serve as a judge but recognized that it needed to be a civil court, and so the courts I've run for have all handled civil cases.
1: So you're having an idea of what you're doing? Absolutely. <laughs> that's good.
2: That's a good thing. Well, <laughs> what I like to do when we get, like, an expert in their field uh, is give them little, like, trivia questions and stuff.
0: Awesome. But
2: t- so I know you because, you know, we- we've we had many a discussion, and so I know she can. you can pick uh, a case law out of your head. So we're going to give you some, some um, examples and see what the ruling might be. So hypothetically, let's say that I found out yesterday that someone tried breaking into my car okay. unsuccessfully. And I put a sign in my window last night that said, smile, you're on." You're basically trying to get them to, to try to break into it again. Um, if I came across them doing that, if I was waiting, how many times could I shoot them before I was in trouble legally?
0: <laughs> um so if, if Brett Ligon is listening, you should turn off the radio immediately. No. Um, so you have set this person up to come break into your car Well, no, the, the, they'll, target they'll,
2: they'll probably come back already.
0: Let, let me just suggest to you, don't do that. That, that would not be a good thing to well, do now. Well, okay, let's see if they came back on their own, own steam. If they came back on their own steam and you were there and your life was threatened or your, your wife's life was threatened or you felt that there was some child on the street whose life was threatened, you are free to shoot. That's that's Texas. That's how we do things here. If you want it another way, go to another state. But, you know, when you're luring the guy in so that you can play target practice with him, Sean, come well, on
2: now. Well, some of a gun tried to break into my car. I'm just saying. So Okay, so <laughs> stress out. That sounds awfully like revenge to me. I but, just wanted you know, to know if I was, because I, I did hear something that said every bullet has a lawyer attached to it. <laughs> Meaning every time you shoot shoot a gun, you have to that's be able to justify that. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. the uh, The... Mueller investigation. Okay. Is largely based apparently on the Steele dossier. Mm-hmm. Christopher Steele dossier. If it is determined that Christopher Steele made this up because he hasn't been subpoenaed yet, but let's say he gets subpoenaed, he testifies, and it is determined that he the events that compelled the beginning of the Mueller investigation were false. Therefore it was false evidence. Would the investigation at that point still be a legal
0: investigation? Okay. So there's two answers to that. Mm -hmm. Number one, if there's something, if they went in and thought everything was legal and legit and started their investigation and then determined later, like if, if someone has an informant who's a big fat liar, but you didn't know that at the time. And so you went on this investigation and along the way you discovered some things that were totally legit. If your informant hadn't been a liar, it doesn't necessarily eliminate the things that you did subsequently that still lead you to a conclusion. And the second answer is, of course, this investigation is going to continue. This investigation will never end. We will all be collecting Social Security, and this investigation will very likely still be going on. Wait, just going to be Social second.
2: Security when I, I keep on oh. hearing it's going to go
0: bankrupt before I get it. I will Good be point. so
2: mad. Okay, so there's that one. <laughs> Finally, and this is, a, this is a hypothetical that I tried asking my sister on. I never got a clear answer on this. So let's say you're in trial, and there's, there's a, uh, a, a video that— shows this lawyer's client doing it, doing the crime. I mean there's like no doubt and it's okay. time stamped and everything. But the video is excluded the and the, you know it's in chambers and they look at it for, for some reason this video has been excluded. So the jury can't see it and it, it apparently is, so it doesn't exist in the court's view. That's right. So let's say the lawyer then gets the his client up on the stand the client says I was nowhere near that and I basically lying now it's, he, the lawyer, hasn't suborn perjury because the guy's just saying on his own. But can the judge
0: say, "Oh, hey, wait, wait a second,
2: I saw the video where you were
0: there"? Oh, see, that's a, so much more of a complicated question than you know. So let's let's walk through it, and I'll do it briefly so that people don't fall asleep. Y'all, hang on, keep drinking your coffee. The evidence is excluded for some reason, so that evidence isn't coming in as proof that the guy committed the crime. Now the guy has said, "I was never there," and there is evidence to show that he was. That evidence can now be used potentially as some kind of of impeachment evidence because now the guy has taken the witness stand and has lied, and there's evidence that disproves the testimony he's just given. So it may come in, but it's going to have a very limited scope. For example, the judge may instruct the lawyer, you can only say that there is a videotape that shows him being at the scene, but you can't show the videotape, something along those lines. Number two is if the witness testifies, I was never there, and the videotape shows that he was there, but there's still a problem with the videotape. Maybe I mean, it depends on why it was excluded. If it was excluded because it was improperly obtained or something, that's got its own set of rules. But maybe it's excluded because it wasn't produced in discovery somehow, or perhaps it's excluded because it appears to have been tampered with. Perhaps there's something that would still continue to keep it out, even though it would be impeachment evidence. This is the kind of stuff that where you've, you've got to start dissecting these problems, because you can tell it makes a big difference in the outcome of this case, right? As soon as the jurors here, he's a big fat liar. He was at the scene and we got pictures of it. As soon as the jury hears that, it's game over, right? So the judge's ruling on this stuff becomes critically important.
2: So well, it's a good thing you to add, you go. I a smart judge. Now and you know. I asked that one because, uh, you know, my third wife uh, was a lawyer. And watch uh, why the third divorce is so horrendous. <laughs> Don't marry a lawyer, people, unless you know for sure it's going to last forever. But uh, I saw some, like, sample bar questions, and there's one, like, someone wants to kill themselves, so they're about to throw themselves out of 10th floor window, but then they decide not to, but then somebody scares them, and they fall out the window, and they land on someone, and who's at fault, and what charges are, I mean, this is, this is like a real question from the bar exam, this some crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, it's crazy stuff, and you know what really is weird, is that that kind of crazy stuff actually happens. I believe it. It's just bizarre.
2: Okay, so the final part of this is going to be kind of a, not would you rather, but kind of I'll give you a, an A or a B. and You got to just off the top of your head say which one it would be. Like, gonna, like chocolate or two. vanilla kind of thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the devil's advocate or I, the jury?
0: Devil's advocate.
2: My Cousin Vinny or 12 Angry Men? My
0: Cousin Vinny. Okay.
2: Night Court or L.A. Law? L.A. Law. Really? Really.
0: Oh. Darn. Sorry.
2: And finally... Baby driver or Rogue One? Baby
0: driver. Wow. I know, right? I know. It's really bad that you made me say that out loud, but yep.
2: But see, that's mark of a good judge. Is able to give that ruling without passion or prejudice, right? There you go.
0: That was it. So no passion, no prejudice, just funkiness. Just straightforward. Baby Mm -hmm. driver over Rogue One. So when do you take your seat? It's January 1. Like literally on the
1: 1st. But Aren't the courts closed?
0: The courts are closed. And so on the second, well, she's going yeah. to sneak in and go, ah, I, I probably am. They'll give me a the, key. They give you a key. Yeah, I'll have a key. So I'll be up there and I'll be setting up the computers and the IT people will be like, no, 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 don't touch it. But so I'm just telling you guys right now in the IT department at Montgomery County, I'm going to be messing with my computers on January 2nd. So <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> get
0: things going.
2: Well, fantastic! Well, thank you so much for coming in, yeah, Chris no, Bayes, and being on the show. <clears throat> Second hip hippest judge right after Harry Anderson from Night Court. All
1: right, I got to say, okay. he was he was as hip he as they was, come. He was okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I believe you. Night Court, man. Uh, you think I know what Night Court? I know what it is. Oh you think my I God, it? it was such a wonderful oh, show. It was. A wonderful he, show. he got he got to let, he, he got appointed to, to the bench because he was home on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Everyone else was on vacation, <laughs> and the mirrors like had to fill those judicial benches, and he's like, I got it because I was home.
1: Well, if you're just now joining us, I'm Oriens Alone Star. We have Kristen Bays, a 284 court judge elect. She's going to be taking her seat on January 1st. Thank you so much for coming in, Kristen, and hopefully we'll get you back in. Uh, We're going to be closing down today's show, brought to you by Connor Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We will not be in the studio tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a replay of today's show. And then uh, later on the week, just keep an idea on our Facebook to see who's coming in. We got some special guests coming your way. And uh, it's 10.52 right now. Coming up on Lone Star Community Radio, you got a replay of the weekly business hour. And then, of course, we have Conroe Culture News Live. And then we have Nerd Thug Radio and Brick the Bulletin Cowboy and all that good stuff. And Lone Star Country Nights with the Reverend Julian Shea. We got a full lineup today. Wow. Here on Lone Star Community Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. You can catch it on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and also our podcasts after we upload it on iTunes and Google Play. Just make sure to follow us on our social media when we announce the release of those shows. Kristen, again, thank you so much for coming in.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And uh, we'll be back this week. Stay tuned. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream and on replay on podcast, Channel 12, Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21, KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel.